Bethel Music's Sean Foyt has announced a congressional bid. We'll take a look at his platform. Also, a very strange scandal from the world of Young Earth Homeschool Paleontology. And finally, yet another church uses its tithes to pay off medical debt. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Clark Flippo. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first, a message from today's sponsor. At Baylor University's Truett Seminary, kingdom-minded women and men are equipped to follow their callings. Wholeheartedly committed to rigorous academic instruction and intentional spiritual formation, Truett offers seven Master of Divinity graduate certificates, as well as seven joint degrees in the fields of law, business, education, social work, and music. Wherever your calling may take you, Truett Seminary will help to prepare you for the journey. Learn more at baylor.edu forward slash Truett. All right. To tell us about today's stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, how's it going, man? Hey, Clark, how are you? Doing good, man. So uh, first up, and this is this is just interesting, yeah. <laughs> Bethel Music's <laughs> Sean Foyt is running for Congress. That's right. Uh, Sean Foyt, best known, of course, for his work with Bethel Music, is attempting to turn over a new leaf in politics. The worship leader has announced a bid for Congress in California's 3rd District. Uh, on his website, he says families face unimaginable challenges to make ends meet. We need a new generation of leaders, leaders with vision, leaders who don't seek a career, but are willing to sacrifice to fight for what is right. So uh, what do we know about the campaign? Well, uh, I can tell you what we do know. In Foyt's campaign video, makes it pretty clear that he's not a fan of Democrats, putting uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, former Vice President Joe Biden, and freshman Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, and Rashida Tlaib, the squad, of course, on blast for what he calls their liberal ethics. Uh, he also uses some sort of uh, spooky footage of immigrants attempting to board a train, presumably across the border. In his video, the voiceover acknowledges that, quote, millions want to come here, even more wish they could be like us, but warns that the world won't be able to, quote, learn from our greatness if we lose our identity while depicting a uh, white girl draping herself in an American flag. Kind of bring calls to question some of the optics there, huh? Yeah, not necessarily great optics, and I'm sure this wasn't intentional, but but if you're running for office, you have to be aware of how these messages will play to xenophobic members of the party who, while once fringe, have definitely come to play an increasingly central role in conservative politics and for whom things like identity are tied to some very ugly and racist ideologies. Uh, that obviously doesn't mean that Foyt can't run or shouldn't run as a Republican, right? But he does need to be careful about the ways that words like identity greatness and these images of people of color play in today's context. Uh, so we know what he's against, but what is he What is he for? What is he running for? Well, uh, the voiceover, which was read by his wife, Kate, calls him a man with a guitar and a purpose who's willing to take a stand. Exactly what that stand is doesn't have a ton of details yet, but Foy does acknowledge that family values are being eroded, the unborn are being sacrificed, morals are low, and taxes are high on his website. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of what his platform is going to be. Gotcha. Well, uh, next up, a pretty wild story from the world of young earth creationist homeschool paleontology, <laughs> and that's a mouthful. 
<laughs> That's a mouthful, but this is a, this is a pretty wild story. So, uh, and it's a little complicated. So I advise you to buckle up. I'll try to make this as clear as I can. Uh, this all started in a town called Dinosaur, Colorado, uh, where North Carolina Congressman Mark Meadows sold a hundred plus acre chunk of property to our old friends at Answers in Genesis, the Ken Ham helmed outfit devoted to disproving evolution, of course. Now, Meadows failed to note this sale on his congressional financial disclosure form, which is required by law. Now, why would Meadows decline to record such a seemingly benign transfer of cash? Well, as reported in The New Yorker, it might be because this chunk of land in Dinosaur, Colorado, is currently enmeshed in an unflattering spat among members of what The New Yorker describes as the contentious and controversial world of creationist paleontology. (laughs) So what is the spat about? (laughs) Okay, so here we go. Back in 2002, Doug Phillips, a one-time lawyer for the Homeschool Legal Defense Association and founder of now shuttered Vision Forum Ministries, organized a fossil hunt for evangelical homeschool families that included some time there in Dinosaur, Colorado. Phillips' partner in this venture was a Florida entrepreneur named Pete DeRosa. Shortly after this trip, Vision Forum sent out a press release announcing that a nine-year-old homeschooler had discovered an Allosaurus skull during the trip and that the skull showed evidence of having been buried quickly, perhaps by Noah's flood. Hmm. Now, not surprisingly, paleontologists the New Yorker spoke with disputed some of these details. (laughs) Uh, Vision Forum released a documentary about this find, and the documentary is called Raising the Allosaur, the true story of a rare dinosaur and the homeschoolers who found it. Uh, That documentary established the Allosaur School as, their words here, a critical tool in the battle over origins. There's just one problem. According to multiple reports, a nine-year-old homeschooler didn't actually find the skull at all. It had been discovered several years earlier by Dana Forbes, a man who owned the property, and it was excavated in 2000 and 2001 by a different creationist named Joe Taylor. Taylor told the New Yorker that, quote, we trusted everybody to make an honest report, and they were claiming in their PR and then the film that these little homeschooler kids went in search of an allosaur, found an allosaur, excavated the allosaur, and put a stegosaur and a 120-foot-long sauropod that'd be about 30 feet tall all in four days. Taylor said that even if this homeschool paleontologist team had discovered the fossils in question, the idea of conducting such an excavation in a brief window of time was, quote, utterly ridiculous. So in 2004, Taylor and DeRosa, the landowner, attempted to bury the hatchet with the help of a third-party mediator, as per the Paul's instructions about Christian mediation in 1 Corinthians. The foundation offered Taylor $124,843.75 for the skull, which Taylor called a bad deal that we had to accept. It left him $90,000 in debt. The foundation itself later valued the fossils at $450,000. Goodness gracious. So (laughs) where is Congressman Meadows in all of this? Well, that's where it kind of comes full circle. A few months after this contentious dig, Congressman Meadows, who'd been on this expedition with his homeschool family, purchased the land. The reason behind the sale is a little unclear, and Forbes was hesitant to answer questions about the sale to The New Yorker. But as The New Yorker notes, the U.S. is one of the few countries in the world in which fossils found on private property belong to the landowner instead of the government, meaning any narratives formed around such discoveries are entrusted to whoever owns the land. 
the mediation agreement reached by Taylor and DeRosa included a non-disparagement clause, which Taylor was found to be in breach of in 2007 by yet another third-party arbiter. He was ordered to pay $100,000 as punishment and a note that read, quote, how sad that among Christian brethren, we are torn apart by pride, greed, and bitterness. Uh, the note also remarked that the fossils could have and should have been a victory in the culture war for those on the creation science side. In 2013, Phillips shuttered the vision forum after admitting to an affair with a woman who claimed he began grooming her when she was just 15 years old. That lawsuit was settled out of court. The skeleton was later sold to the Creation Museum, which is owned by Answers in Genesis, of course. They reappraised its value at a million dollars and made it one of its main attractions there. Answers in Genesis has since bought the land uh, where the skeleton was found from Meadows. All the men interviewed for the piece, uh, other than Meadows, who declined to answer any questions, took pains to speak without too much bitterness of each other. Uh, Taylor said, I don't want to paint AIG in a bad light. They're doing good work. But it is clear that the situation was never really resolved to everyone's satisfaction. A campaign finance lawyer named Brent Kappel told the New Yorker that Meadows' failure to disclose the purchase puts him in violation of the Ethics in Government Act that compounds the sanction he received last year for inappropriately handling sexual harassment charges leveled against one of his staffers. Now, Meadows has never publicly identified as a young Earth creationist, and Taylor said he wasn't surprised by that. He said any politician is going to try to limit stories with hard questions they don't really know the answers to, or it's embarrassing that they are involved with. It happens all the time. He said, I mean, I'm surprised this Allosaurus story has stayed still this long. I'm surprised it hasn't broken as a major Rachel Maddow story, but it did break in the pages of the New Yorker. So that's a long, uh, wow. obviously very involved, but very interesting window into some of the culture around young earth creationism and how some of these fossil stories come to be that are used as part of the narrative that they're building. Right. Well, finally, on to some good news from a Texas yeah. church. Yeah, continuing this trend that we've been following of churches using their tithes to pay off medical debt. Uh, that's now we're joined by Lake Point Church in North Texas, where Pastor Josh Howerton announced that for his church's 40th anniversary, they'd be celebrating with what they're calling a pay it forward campaign. Using the RIP medical debt nonprofit that buys medical debt for pennies on the dollar, Lake Point was able to use $25,000 worth of donations to pay off $2.6 million in medical wow. debt for people in the community. Community. Craig Antico, he's the co-founder and chief operating officer of RIP Medical Debt, told ABC News that 200 churches have inquired about RIP Medical Debt and 68 churches have raised money to help eliminate medical debt since the organization was founded in 2014. He said, we really felt that medical debt was something that was inordinately hurting the people that are most vulnerable. The problem is getting worse and worse, and we're just realizing that we have a way to stop the hardship of this medical debt. So church leaders, out there, if you're looking for a way to really put the the extra donations and ties you have to good use, RIP Medical Debt can really, really make a difference, and it's been really cool to be on the side of it and see churches start to take RIP Medical Debt up on um, the potential that it has for changing lives in their communities. Yeah, man. Hope to see more of that, too. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Tyler. Yeah, thanks, Clark. To read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant, on Facebook, and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. Finally, subscribe to our print magazine and all our other podcasts. We're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.